such a fucking lady, right? Hey, ladies, you are now tuned in to She Knows Podcast, hosted by Miss Brownstone. If you are new, hit that subscribe button. Welcome to the family. And if you are old, welcome back, bitch. You have to get into some juicy topics. Why you acting like that? How y'all doing? <laughs> so, I don't know what I'm going to call this episode, alright? I don't know what I'm going to call it. And a little birdie once told me a long time ago, bitch, just record. They said, bitch, just record and whatever you call it is, is whatever the fuck it's going to be. Now, I know some of y'all saying y'all still cannot hear me, alright? I don't know what's going on. But I definitely ordered a wire where I can connect my mic straight to the computer how it used to be. When I originally started, because clearly everybody heard me very clear then. I just had an echo. Um, so we're going to try that, and uh, we're going to see how that goes. In the meantime, I got this mic so fucking close to my mouth, bitch. You'd have thought it was a dick, all right? It's like, <laughs> I said, throw baby, all right? Um, but, yeah. So hopefully y'all can hear me. And um, for those that can't, bitch, I don't know. I'm, I'm trying. It's just, just. Just thug it out with a bitch because you understand that I'm trying. And if you hear this episode, you're like, you know, Miss Mama, you sound a little bit louder. It's probably because I'm yelling <laughs> on top of this mic being close as fuck to my mouth. So if you hear me clearly now, then make sure you put it in the comments. Like, bitch, I can hear you now. Maybe I just talk too low. I don't know. I don't be one to yell. I, I really don't be one to yell because I just feel like the quality and the audio, like, why do I be yelling all the time? You know what I'm saying? Um, you know, I want a good audible experience. So I, I try not to go there. All right. Um, but yeah, I don't know what today episode is going to be called. Sometimes I just want to vent. You know, sometimes I just want to talk. Sometimes I just want to talk shit. Sometimes I just want to say real raw ass shit that happens in everyday life. And um, if it's relatable, it's relatable. If it's not, then mm, fuck it. Um, but I do want to say something before we get to today's episode. I want to say that I don't know about y'all, but I feel like, and sometimes I'd be hard on myself, and y'all probably do this to yourself too, but I feel like, I've been losing my mojo a little bit. And the reason why I say that is like, yo, I really have not been inspired to really come on here and just like throw down. And y'all know the episodes when I do feel inspired, that shit be spicy, bitch, okay? But lately, it, it hasn't been like, it hasn't been like, you know, it, I don't like feeling like it's a job, so I won't get on unless I feel like I want to talk. Then when I do feel like I want to talk, if it's not something that's like, oh my God, like I want to like, it's, you know, inspired to talk about this, like this is really going to be good, then the episode probably don't be that good. So at least that's just me, how I feel. You know, y'all could be honest in the comments. Not everybody comment will get pinned, okay? But I can see it. So if you say something, if you like this, Ross, I want you to see this shit, then, you know, put it in the fucking comments on Spotify. I'm going to definitely see this shit. Even if I can't respond back, they working on that. But just know, I see you and you see me, bitch, okay? <laughs> what Medea say? I see you, you see me, right? We sitting here looking like two big ass motherfucking hippopotamus and shit. Tight down, but yeah. So, um, I don't know. I kind of want y'all to tell me what is it that you listen to She Knows for? You know, like, I know a lot of y'all like the Heartbreak Hotel shit, okay? This is the Heartbreak Hotel, but I'm not going through that much relationship drama. I just got to talk about fucked up ass niggas and fuck boys and this, this, and that, I just, I, I really don't, I don't even want to be around niggas like that no more, like, I'm just, I'm, I'm over it, so I don't have that heartbreak hotel feel, um, as much, because I'm not getting my heart broken, um, because I'm just not putting my heart on display anymore, <laughs> that's where I'm at, like, I don't know about y'all, but that's where the fuck I'm at, okay, um, so that, and then I know a lot of y'all like the stories, and I love telling my stories, but then I be like, bitches love to bring the stories back up, in your face and try to be funny and just be petty with it and it's like but you listened and I got paid <laughs> like come on now sis you paid to hear my tea all right I didn't spill it for free 99 hope okay and if I don't have a problem with saying it then clearly it ain't that much of a secret so that's that um so sometimes I'll be iffy on the stories because I don't know as I get older I'm starting to learn that everything ain't for everybody you know what I'm saying? Like, I think I've been through that, but now I'm just like, mm. and I'm starting to get over it without having to share it. 
So it just sometimes I'd be like, I don't even want to share this shit because I'm, I'm over it. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I don't even care. Like, nowadays, I don't even be letting shit even. Girl, bye. I do the razzle-dazzle. And ain't nobody razzle-dazzling me no more. Okay, honey? Sugar, bye, honey. Okay? It just ain't happening, Captain. Um, So that's that. And then I know some people love, like, and I noticed this one thing about this podcast. Y'all love when I'm bigging y'all up. Y'all love when I'm telling y'all y'all big deal, you the shit, bitch, you blah, 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 blah. Y'all love the confident boost. Y'all love that shit, okay? And I love to do it, too. But sometimes I gotta be in a mood to pop some shit, okay? And I know y'all like the her notes, but then lately the her notes has been not her knowing, okay? It's been very dry. Um, not, you know, and I'm not saying that y'all tea isn't teeing, Okay. Um, but I like my tea a little boiling, um, you know, juicy lemon drops, uh-huh. you know what I'm saying? Lemon drop tea. Okay. You <laughs> put a little lemon, lemons in that tea, girl, a little oranges in it. I want my tea. When I sip it, I feel like, Ooh, but this, uh, to me, you know that tea when you sick and you drink it, you be like, Oh, bitch, I feel better. Okay. I want that tea that the motherfucking Caribbeans be like, drink some tea. I want it. I want that type of tea, the tea they be talking about. All right. I don't want no, no dry ass. No. To my boyfriend, did I want some TT, you know what I'm saying? Some good shit to talk about. So, some stories I'll be like, and eh, this ain't good enough. And then, some stories I'll be like, I'm putting it away and I'm gonna talk about it, and I never get to talk about it because it just be like, I forget, I ain't even gonna hold you. My DMG flooded, so I definitely be forgetting. But neither here nor there, um, tell me exactly what you feel like y'all love about me and y'all want to hear from me. I mean, overall, I am who I am. But I just want to be able to deliver. I feel like lately I haven't been delivering, you know. And maybe I haven't been delivering because I'm just not um, as productive as I used to be, you know, on here. And I'm trying. I'm trying. I'm trying. But like I said, if I don't feel inspired, you know, then it becomes a job. And um, I'm over jobs, if y'all haven't noticed. So anyways, um, let's get into today's episode. So something happened to me a couple months ago and I have not talked about it because I don't know it's like my feelings was hurt bitch okay I'm not gonna lie my feelings was hurt but I just felt like I don't want to talk about it you get what I'm saying and now I'm looking back on it and I'm like I want to share this now um and I'm sharing it not because I'm still hurt about it I'm sure it's because I just I feel like I want to share it with y'all. Is that crazy? Is it just too much to say? I just, I just want to now. I just want to share it now. So, yeah. So, let me tell y'all what had happened. All right. Because what had happened was. So, I'll say this. Let's start off from the beginning. I'm the type of person where if I'm dealing with somebody um, and shit start to go left, I turn to Kiki Palmer real quick. Okay. You start acting up, bitch, I'm about to link up. Okay. And sometimes it don't go as far as linking up because. Sometimes, you know, you and your boo thing, y'all have y'all days, right? Where shit just, y'all just gonna be clicking or whatever the case may be, whatever. You know, like, relationships have its up and downs. You know, it's two people coming together, okay? It's always gonna be some shit. So, um, I say I like to say that, you know, I have my days where I'm dealing with somebody and it's just not going the way I want it to go. Shit is going left. Or maybe I just feel like he's not giving me enough attention or whatever. So I go and I find it somewhere else. And I know people are going to listen to this and say, oh my God, that's so fucked up. And you know, sometimes men come on here and they be eavesdropping this shit. And the men be doing some shit in the comments, okay? Because you never know who's home. Hello. Um, oh, women are always using men for attention and blah, 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 blah. And they want to talk their shit. But look, at least I'm the first bitch to be honest. I be using niggas for attention. I don't give a fuck. It is what it is. All right. And sometimes attention be needed. All right. Sometimes you just need a little reassurance. Okay. Not saying I seek validation from these niggas. I'm just saying that when I feel down, okay, I want to go around people that's going to make me feel up about myself. And when I feel like I'm not the shit, I want to be around people who think I'm the shit. Okay. And when I want a nigga to sweat me and pay me attention and you're not, I'm going to go find a nigga to sweat me and pay me attention. So I don't think about you. Now, with that being said, drinking some wine today, but this shit is bitter, okay? It's a bitter-ass wine, bitch. And I'm not going to let it go to waste, all right? But I'm going to drink it. I would. It ain't going to waste because I'm going to drink it, but it's free 99. So I'm just like, mm, Vicky, just imagine that it's free. Just keep thinking it's free and just drink it. You know how that go. So anyway, back to the, the using people for attention. So when that happens, I like to put on my hot girl armor, okay? 
And I like to go outside, okay? And um, if I don't do that, then I'll call up somebody that I know really likes me. And I'll just talk to them. And sometimes that always ends up being my ex, you know, or exes, whatever. I don't give a fuck. I'll be honest. I will call them up. And I will have a phone call with them. And I'll be wanting them to make my motherfucking day. Because they're going to sweat the kid, right? And sometimes sweating me or me a little doing a little bit flirting to see if I still got it. And you flirting back. Make me feel better about myself. I don't feel I'm going to give a fuck. I'll be feeling better, all right? So, this particular time, um, I had went out. And um, I pulled somebody. But it just didn't do it for me. So, I was like, you know, I'm going to just call my ex up. Because that's just what I like to do sometimes. I just like to bother that nigga. And I know he's going to give me the reaction that I want. So, I called him up. And um, we were talking on the phone, whatever. And we was having a good old time, y'all. You know, not even on a flirty shit, just having a good little time. Now, when somebody still like you, they're going to always reminisce. They're going to bring up old shit, whatever case be. I ignore that shit. But just the vibe. Like, the vibe was cool. We was just chit-chatting it up. And we was having, a, like, a little good old, a goody old time. And um, what ended up happening is, we still on the phone. We having a good time, whatever. And he pulls up at his homeboy house, and he did not want to get off the phone with me, so he said. So he pulls up at his homeboy house, and his homeboy gets in the car, and his homeboy like, "Oh, who are you talking to?" And then his homeboy, he's like, "You know the girl, the girl, my ex, whatever." I was telling you about telling the dude like, "Oh, well, I got a bone to pick with you. I've been meaning to talk to you, or whatever." So the homeboy starts saying, "Girl, first of all." No die place, okay? Because it was damn sure not his place. But anyways, the homeboy starts saying that I need to stop yelling at him because that's not how you get through to him. Yelling at him is not going to give you the results that you want. Um, I need to learn how to talk to this man. All this extra bullshit. I mean, don't get me wrong. I don't be out here just yelling at, yelling at grown-ass men. However, my ex is so fucking childish where it's like... If you if you want to have a conversation, a civilized conversation with somebody, then you could do that. But with him, you just can't do that. He's one of them kids that when his mama or daddy said, I'm disappointing you, you're on punishment, I don't like what you did, da da da. He don't give a fuck. He don't give a fuck. He, he wants to do the fuck he want to do. He don't care. He don't give a fuck. But the moment his daddy come in there or his mama come in and yelling and start whooping his ass, now he want to act right. Now he got a little fear in his heart and he want to get his shit together. He's one of them. So I see I like to say that I can try to have a civilized conversation with this person and he's going to be acting like I'm crazy. I don't know what I'm talking about. Blah, 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 blah. But the moment I come in and guns blaze and I'm like, bitch ass nigga. And I'm going to fuck off and I'm like, you got me fucked up. Energy that I shouldn't be having to give and that's why I left. I think I talked about this on other episodes. You get what I'm saying? Um, where uh, I was saying something about skip date again or whatever. I was talking about death experience with my ex. So you already know about this. But when I come in giving that energy, the nigga acts right, okay? <laughs> and I hate that I have to be like that. I really do. But it seems like that's when I actually get the response that I want and he's actually listening and he's actually ready to have a conversation. Because when I'm trying to be calm, cool, and collective, okay, niggas play with my motherfucking head top. Like, <laughs> like they be playing with me. They be thinking I'm just some soft-ass bitch. Like, I don't know what it is. I don't know if people take my kindness for weakness or what, but I'm just not feeling it. You get what I'm saying? So I had to tell his friend, like, damn, I got smart mouth. I said, well, how long you been dating him? He said, what? I said, how long you been dating him? He said, I don't, I don't date this man. I know him for years. I've been known him for a long time. I said, well, that's the thing. You know him as a friend. You don't know him as a boyfriend. And one thing for sure is people are not, who like, people... In a friendship, the way he may act to you as his friend, he's not going to act that way when it comes to me. So you don't know what I do with behind closed doors. A lot of men play this tough act when they're with their homeboys. And when they get with their bitches, well, with their girl, they turn into a straight bitch. Um, they do a lot of conniving-ass, sneaky-ass shit. A lot of niggas be controlling. They try to be one way with their male friends. But when they with their woman, it's a whole different experience. Like, you really don't know someone until you live with them and you date them. All that, oh, that's my friend. I know how you don't know that person when it comes to an intimate setting and behind closed doors. You just don't know. So that was me kindly trying to tell him, like, stay in your place, my nigga. Stay in your place. But as always, niggas don't know they lame. 
from their motherfucking mouth to their mouth, from their mouth to their ass. They don't know the, they don't know what lane they're supposed to be in. You see, motherfuckers ain't uh, color inside of color, uh, color. Motherfuckers are not color inside of the lines as a child in the coloring books, clearly, so they don't know how to stay in their motherfucking way. So you want to tiptoe in my business when he needs to be minding his business, but okay. So the conversation goes on because the niggas just don't know how to stay in their lane. He then proceeds to talk about how I am a murderer. Oh, yes, honey. He said, you know what, Anne? You're selfish and you're a murderer because, you know, I wanted that baby too. And you just got rid of it and that was wrong. And you didn't even talk to him about it. And this, this, and that. And I'm listening on the phone like, you wanted something that was coming out of my coochie? <laughs> you wanted something that I was going to have to raise? You know, okay. So he was just like, yeah, I was going to be there. I was going to help. And I'm like, that's a lie. That baby was going to be stuck to my motherfucking head. It was not going to be stuck to y'all head. It damn sure was going to be stuck to this friend that, that's speaking out of, uh, out of his lane. Because at the end of the day, this friend was not going to stop his priorities or his responsibilities or stop what the fuck he got going on to take care of little whatever the fuck it was going to be. Okay? He wasn't, he wasn't going to do that. You know what I'm saying? And most of the time, like I said before, the baby is stuck to the mom's head. Even when the dad is in the damn household, most, nine times out of ten, the mother has the fucking kid. So all this, I was going to help, and you know what, I wanted, to, I was going to be a goddad, a godfather, and all of the bullshit he was saying was just irrelevant. But it's the fact that he sat there in the car with my ex while I'm on the phone and called me a murderer, and called me a selfish bitch, and said that I could have been working while I was nine months pregnant, and said that, you know, he would eventually, my ex, would eventually got on his feet. He would eventually got a job. He was just down bad for the moment. But you knew eventually he was going to get his shit together. And I'm like, I did not know that. And I like to make decisions based off what's in front of me. You know, I deal with reality, my nigga. And reality was at that moment, he was sleeping on my floor. You know? And I was just like, you know, I said to my, I try to be respectful. I said, listen, many black people do not set their kids up for success. Many black people don't have trust funds for their kids. They don't have life insurance for their kids. They kid, they, they don't have, many black people don't have 401 plans. Um, you know, many black people don't even have uh, stocks for their kids, bonds for their kids, um, money put away so they can go to college. Black people just out here giving birth to kids and not even preparing their kids for the future. Like, if something was to happen to the mother, the kid would be left with nothing. And God forbid if something was to happen to the mother, you know, but let's say the kid grows up and everything goes fine. And when that kid turns 18, he has nothing to tap into to help him for the real world. No real motor skills, sad, sad to say, and no real financial plan put to the side. See, we wonder why other races' um, children are more successful. It's because they got um, a leap that we didn't get. They kids, they, they kids, they father, they father and mother set them up for success, you know, and their father and mother didn't just give birth to them and threw them out in the real world to the wolves and, you know, having a struggle and saying, this is just life. This is what life is. And you just got to survive. You know, that's crazy. You know what I'm saying? And half these other kids, they're not rushed to move out their mother's house, their parents' house. Black people are like, you need to get the fuck out if you can't pay bills. So you turn 18 to get a job because you got to pay these bills in this house. Point blank period. We don't, we don't set our kids up for success. So I say all that to say that that's the reason why I didn't want to have a fucking kid. And I explained that to him in the nicest way possible. Just how I just said to y'all. And the man said that I could have been doing all of those things while I was pregnant. I could have been getting stock for the baby while I was pregnant. I could have been... Child. I could have been getting bonds for the baby while I was pregnant. I could have been working and doing all these things. While I was pregnant, so I could prepare for the kid. And I'm like, why do I got to do that when I'm nine months pregnant? Do you know Asian women do not have to work when they're pregnant? Like, do you know that? And I know black people always say, well, that's not our race. And we always look into them like they're the... It's not even about looking at other races. It's something that they're doing that we are not doing. And that's why they have a more successful rate when it comes to family. And that's why they have a more successful rate when it comes to finances. Okay, so we need to look at other people sometimes and say, what the fuck is it that I'm doing wrong? You know what I'm saying? Um, so, yeah, I just was like, 
And you know what? Other races are not, you know, marriages are more successful because they're not getting married broke. And they're not being baby mamas and baby daddies. But that's not just another day. So, um, the man goes on this whole spill about me being selfish and all I was thinking about was myself. And I didn't make that decision based off no baby. I made a decision because I wasn't ready to have a kid and this, this, and that, blah, 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 blah. And, you know, at the end of the day, I didn't come from riches, but I turned out fine. So, because I turned out fine, I should have been able to have a kid. And at the end of the day, you know, I'm not dead, so I should have been able to take care of the kid. It was just some ghetto ratchet nonsense just plain ignorance i have never heard no shit like this before but you know what it was it wasn't even the stuff that he was saying oh sorry y'all hit the mic it wasn't even the stuff that he was saying that um hurt my feelings it was the fact that this man was saying this stuff to me and saying that he didn't like me and i never met him and my ex just sat there and said nothing not once did he stand up for me. The man even said, what did I have going on that I couldn't take? Like, like I was some bum-ass bitch to sit in the house. What do I got going on that, that I couldn't take care of a kid? Like, I wasn't just in here trying to build my podcast room and do this and do that when I was pregnant. You know what I mean? Like, that's crazy. So, my dreams don't matter, though. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Um, But, yeah, so, it wasn't what he said. It was because he don't know me. You know what I'm saying? He can say what fucking want to, but he don't know me. But it's the fact that my ex just sat there and let him say these things. Which got me to wondering, what the fuck do you say about me behind closed doors? This man either went further and said that I be beating on this man. Me, little old me, beating on a grown ass man. I don't know if y'all have seen me, but I'm, I'm 120. I am 5'4", okay? I am tiny as fuck, okay? Now, I got some long arms, yes, but I'm tiny as fuck. My ex is about probably 6'2", 6'3", 200-some pounds. There's no way, there's no way in hell that I was beating on him. You know what? It don't make no sense. <laughs> it, don't make no, it don't make no sense. Unless pigs could fly and snakes could grow ears, there's no way I was beating on this grown-ass man. So it makes you wonder, like, what are the things that you say behind closed doors about me? Because apparently your friend thinks I'm a selfish bitch, um, I'm a bum that stays in the house. You get what I'm saying? I'm abusive, verbally and physically. You know, um, that you were so much financially stable that you could have this kid. Like, come on. So what is the things that you were saying about me behind closed doors? You know what I'm saying? And that's what hurt me is the fact that I always tell them, like, you don't defend me. You will never defend me. You will let people say whatever the fuck they want to say about me if it makes you look good. You paint out this picture because I also... Girl, when I tell you the stuff these people say about me, dude, child, when I tell you this, and I, now I'm a whole lot of things, but I, one thing I am not is a nigga fool, and another thing I am not is what the fuck these motherfuckers be saying about me. I never met nobody in this man's family. I never met nobody in this man's family, but they have so many thoughts and things. First of all, they call me a witch, <laughs> a witch, bitch. They said that I do, um, that I'm a gold digger, I'm selfish, clearly now I'm a murderer, um, what else have I been told about me, um, crazy, <laughs> you know, like, all these things is what these people were saying about me, I'm probably missing some things too, uh, people were saying about me, his family is saying about me, and he comes back and he reports it, and sometimes, you know, I overhear shit or whatever, or read shit or whatever, you know, um, and I always say, you don't defend me. In that moment when his friend was saying what he was saying in the car, I really believed you don't defend me. So eventually we got off the phone. And he called back and he said, I said something to him. And I said, okay, you chose to say something to him now that I'm not on the phone. He's like, oh, I'm sorry I didn't put on the show for you. And I'm like, it's not about putting on the show. It's about the fact that you wonder why we're not together. You wonder why I didn't keep that kid because you don't protect and provide at all. At all, you know, and, and sometimes protecting a woman is not from physical harm. Sometimes it could be from verbal shit too. That's like somebody walking up on your woman and calling you, a, calling her a bitch. You're supposed to be like, "What the fuck you mean, my boy? Who you talking to like that? Why are you talking to my woman like that? Why are you talking to my wife like that?" You know, protect and provide for your woman. You get what I'm saying? And I learned a long time ago that I was never gonna get that from that man. And so I went about my day. Okay, <laughs> okay, woman, can go stop on the show. But I say all of this to say, and I don't know what I'm going to call this episode, but I say all this to say that, you know, 
I realize that you can't open, you can't pick at non-heal wounds, you know? I would like to call this man sometimes for the attention. I would like to have somebody to talk to, um, you know, to, to have company and stuff. But every time I pick up that phone and I speak to him, all I'm doing is, is peeling a scab, poking in and, and scratching a scab, not knowing that I'm not I'm not healed from it yet. And I, and I keep putting myself back into that, back into that. You feel me? And I say that in order to heal from something, you got to completely cut it at the roots and remove yourself. You can't get over something if it's still around you. Like, you know, like, you can't you can't heal from it if you're still dealing with it. So, and I know I'm the type of person that I block, you know, with this person. I'll block him and then I'll still talk to him because, like I said, sometimes you get lonely. You want somebody to talk to. You want the attention. You want the reinsurance or whatever it can be. Or you just want the vibe or whatever. You know, at least I'm being honest about it. Um, so that'd be the case that sometimes I'll just be wanting, I want somebody to talk to, like, you know what I'm saying? And I feel like we've dealt with each other for so long, like, we got years in that it's, it's a comfortable, it's a comfortability there. And like I said before, sometimes I don't like starting over. Um, so that's why I'll be still, I'll still talk to him, you know, I'll go back sometimes to have conversations. Now, going back and trying to be with him is a hell no, I don't do that. Going back and trying to sleep with him is a hell no, bitch, last time I did that, I got pregnant. So what I learned is, I'm like, oh, I could still talk to him for comfort. But then God said, bitch, no. This is what happens when you still talk to him. You came trying to talk to him thinking that it was going to make you feel better. You know, um, you know, just wanted some company, verbal, you know, some company just to have somebody talk to. And guess what? You got verbally abused. Guess what? You sat up here and you witnessed some shit you didn't want to witness. You know? So I said to myself, I'm done poking at unhealed wounds and scars and I gotta just heal you know so we haven't spoke since I have blocked him on everything um like I previously before but this time I think I'm dead ass serious because that really hurt me and, and it hurt me because you know everybody's sitting there talking about I'm selfish I'm this I'm that and I having a kid but at the end of the day who's really more selfish someone bringing a kid into this world knowing that they're not financially stable and can't take care of the kid and giving that kid a hard not life, okay? This is a hard not life for us, all right? Or the person who's saying, you know what? I'd rather wait until I'm financially stable and I have a good father for my child before I bring a kid into this world. I want my kid to have everything I didn't have. So because I don't want my kid to suffer, I'm not going to give birth to this kid. And I need to finish with the part I'm going on. I mean, who's more selfish? The person who wants the kid in the world like it's a fucking doll baby or the person who understands that it's a responsibility that I'm just not ready to take? I would say the person who thinks that they want the fucking kid just because it's a damn doll baby is more selfish than anybody else. You know what I'm saying? Um, so it 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 definitely was something that I'm not I'm not totally um killed from because at the end of the day, I'm twenty seven years old. I just turned twenty seven. I did not expect my life to be where I'm at at 27. And don't get me wrong. I thank God for all the good. And I thank God for all the bad that has happened to mold me to who I am today. But I never thought at 27 years old, I would be um, not engaged, not somewhere in a serious relationship, not even having a family. Um, that's not something that I that I thought would happen to me. At all. Like, I just didn't think that would be a problem. Like, I just didn't think that would be my case. And don't get me wrong, not not every woman wants a relationship. Not every woman's goal is marriage. But when your goal is uh, marriage at the end of the day, and you do want to be with somebody, you don't expect that at 27, this is where you'll be at, you know? And I think that sometimes, you know, we have to understand that life be life you know? And we have to understand that when it's your time, it's your time. So if I'm 27, like, there's a magic woman that's, like, 30-plus and don't have nobody. And they're, together. They're, they're alone on the holidays. You definitely feel that way. Like, I had those thoughts, you know. And I definitely didn't expect that 20, at 26, I would be getting a fucking abortion. Because I don't want to be with this kid. This, this, if I say this kid, be with this person. That's not what I expected my life to be at. So it definitely, um, it hurt my feelings because it's like, you think I'm such a selfish person. But it was my body. It was me that went through the pain. It was me that went through not only the physical pain, because, oh, Lord, Jesus Christ, does it hurt, but the mental toll that it took on me, the emotional toll that it took on me. And just because I don't vocalize my feelings, 
all the time to people I don't know as for him and his, I mean, I know him, but as for his friends or to him because I know he can't handle my emotions, don't mean they take a toll on me. When I found out I was pregnant, bitch, I automatically went to depression. I did not leave that room. I was locked in that room for days, you know, and for days, bitch, like lock me away and throw away the key. Leave me for dead, bitch. That's how I was giving, you know, I like I said on a YouTube video uh, when I talked about it when it first happened, I locked myself in the bathroom and I cried. And the nigga didn't come. But like, you feel me? I walk past him every day. He didn't give a fuck that I was crying walking past him every day. He didn't care because he had a place to fucking stack. And that's all he cared about. He was good. And he would ride your motherfucking coattail to get to where the fuck he want to get at. Because this is a good opportunity. And this is going to work for him. And he think he got a plan. And the plan is you, bitch. So, um, nobody knew what Mr. Toy took on me. Um, you know. And not only that, like, it's not like, oh, you get the abortion, it's just that. Oh, we just get abortion, that's just what it is. No, bitch, you still bleeding. You, I was bleeding for months, okay? It's not no, oh, it's the wham, bam, thank you, man. You get what I'm saying? Then you don't know what type of shit, like, people pick up eating disorders and all types of stuff from their first time being pregnant. You don't know what the fuck I was mentally going through, you know what I'm saying? And what I had to deal with and what I was going on with, you know what I'm saying? And I just thought to myself, like, if I'm dealing with all this shit in only two months, not to mention the fucking... I felt nauseous all the time. I couldn't finish my podcast room. I wasn't my motherfucking self. I didn't feel like myself for a minute, okay? I couldn't even eat Popeye's, bitch. Um, you don't know what I what, what I was going through for you to sit here and say I'm this selfish person. Because I promise you, if anyone is where one wanted to sign up to put themselves through that, they're crazy. No one would sign up to put themselves through the mental toll that having an abortion takes on you. And don't get me wrong, I felt relief when it was done, you know, because I'm like, thank God, you know, I don't have to raise a damn kid um, and be stuck with a nigga for 18 years, all right? But you go through mixed emotions. You go through a lot of, you could feel like relief and then you could turn around and feel like, what the fuck did I do? Am I ever going to get a kid again? Where's life going? You know what I'm saying? Like, what the fuck? You know, you could just, it, it could be so many things. You could be, sometimes you sit there and be like, at this time, I would have been having a baby. Like, I would have been due by now. But what I had named the kid, you you think about a lot of shit, you know? Like, it's not just the ram band thank you, man. You know, and some women go there to get the abortion and they see that damn ultrasound, they don't want to do it anymore. You know? You don't know what the fuck somebody is going through for you to sit there and say, that they are a murderer and they are selfish and they are this, you know. And it takes people, I mean, it takes a strong person to do the hardest shit. It takes a strong person to do the hard. Like, don't get, don't get me wrong and think I don't have no feelings. Because I do. All right? And don't get me wrong and think that it was something I wanted to do. But I just wasn't, I just, I said, fuck it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I'll deal with emotions later, you know. But I say all that to say is, like, it was just crazy, like, that, that, that conversation really fucked me up, like, him, his friends are saying that, he's just not saying anything, it's just crazy as shit to me, because it's like, this is really what you think about me, you know, these people don't know me, it's many a day in their life, and they already don't like me, it's something that you're saying, you know, it's, it's things that you're putting out there about me, making this image about me, and they got this perception of me before they even meet me, and the crazy part is a lot of people think a lot of things about me before they meet me. And then when they find me, they're like, oh, she's cool as shit. You know, like, don't take that experience from people. Like, don't don't steal that from them. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, by painting me out to be whatever. You know, like, don't take that away from them. And that's crazy that you would do that. And that goes for anybody. Like, not just me. When people say stuff about you to other people and they haven't met you yet, or when you even do it, you're giving them that chance to think whatever the fuck they want to think about that person without even knowing them. You know, and don't get me wrong, we have all done it. Like, I got one homegirl where we have our ups and downs, okay? Like, child, but that's my bitch sometimes, okay? But we have our ups and downs. And, you know, she hasn't met all of my friends yet. And sometimes I tell my friends, like, this girl is fucking crazy. Let me tell y'all what she did. Or can you believe it? Or sometimes she get on my fucking nerves, you know what I'm saying? But I also say she has her moments where she's not that person. And she's trying, you get what I'm saying? And I try to let them know, like, if you ever meet her, just go into it with an open mind. Don't just think about everything Vicky has told you about her. Because 
Vicky has to vent. Now, I'm not telling the bitch business, but Vicky has to vent when some shit go left. I want somebody to talk to. I'm not, we can't just sit up here and act like we don't say shit. You know what I mean? Like, I don't just, oh, I have an incident with my friend, and I'm not going to call my other friend and tell her what the fuck just happened. I'm going to say that shit, and I'm going to say how I feel in a moment and whatever. But I don't want you to just take and think that that's how this person is and just, you know, give everybody a chance. You know, like, I don't want to rob you from that experience because you might meet her and be like, well, she dope as fuck. And that's how a lot of people are about me. Like, I, it's so many things people say about me and create this narrative that I'm such this crazy person, I'm this villain. And you know what? I got to a point in life where, hopefully I'm going off track. If y'all relate, y'all relate. But I got to a point in life where it's like, Make me the bad guy. Make me the fucking villain. You know what I mean? Like, whatever you gotta do. Like, what that shit said, what that thing on Instagram said, it says, make me, I know she said, she said, I don't mind being the villain in your story because you a clown in mine. Like, that's really how I feel. Like, pay me out to be whatever the fuck you gonna pay me out to be. You get what I'm saying? Because a lot of y'all motherfuckers be clowns. You know, people are gonna say a whole bunch of stuff about me. I don't, I don't heard so many things about me. I be like, that's crazy. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's fucking crazy. Like, I didn't, I didn't have, um, recently we talked to my best friend the other day. And it was this girl that I used to be friends with growing up. And, um, she had posted a picture on Facebook or some shit. And I was like, damn, girl, I'm like, remember such and such? She's like, yeah, well, she about to have a baby or she did it. We were just having a conversation about the girl. And she said, you know, a long time ago, she told me that to not be your friend. And I said, what? She said, yeah, she said that the girl told her to be my friend because I was a fucked up friend. That I was a bad friend. And I said, she said that about you, about me? And she said, yeah, that's what she told me. I'll be your friend because you a fucked up friend. She said to be careful. And now, mind you, my best friend been friends for like 10 years, probably. Probably more than that. I'm probably counting wrong. Because I got a homeboy that I met, and I've been friends with for 14 years. I knew them. I knew, I knew them, my homegirl, before I met him. So we probably, like, maybe got a decade in. I don't fucking know. All right? Don't get me lying. I got to sit here and count. But it's damn, it's damn sure 10 plus years. You know what I'm saying? Um, And I said, wow. I said, but, you know, me and you have been friends for a long time. I never did any of this stuff. Like, the stuff people be saying be fucking great. I said, do you think I'm a fucked up friend? She said, no. I think what people fell to realize is, like, I'm not saying I'm a perfect person. I have my flaws in me. You know, whatever case may be, but I think some people fell to realize like, don't tell half the story. Tell what you did to me too. You get what I'm saying? Like, not to go off topic, but like, don't don't just tell one side of the story. People, oh, Vicky this, Vicky that. She did blah, blah, blah. she blah, blah, blah. she did this to me, and everybody want to paint their stuff out to be the victim. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, I'm the victim. I'm the victim. I'm the puppet. You know. <laughs> but in reality, it's like it's a cause and effect for everything. And if Vicky reacted a certain type of way towards you and stepped on you, and that's not her norm, she don't normally do that, then what the fuck did you do to Vicky? You feel me? Or what did Vicky feel like you was trying to do to her? You get what I'm saying? Like, you have to, sometimes we have to understand that not everybody thinks how you think. You get what I'm saying? So, you might have did some shit that triggered me or made me feel some type of way, and that's how I reacted. You know? And it's two people coming together and learning each other. You know what I'm saying? Or you could have just been a fucked up person. You could have just been a fucked up person. You could have just some fucked up shit. And because Vicky's always sugar, honey, iced tea, nice to your ass, you know, you think that Vicky can't be be the bad guy. And sometimes I put on that cake. I'll be the bad bitch. I'll be the baddest bitch, okay? Because <laughs> I'm the baddest. I'll be the baddest bitch. But make sure you tell the story right. You tell the story as in she wasn't always like this. I did this to her. And she reacted this way. And it was a side of Vicky I'd never seen before. I don't like that side of her. But I can't just say she automatically a fucked up person. You get what I'm saying? Because we gotta understand that everybody, like, there's two different sides to me. I could be the sweetest person that you ever. Or I could be your worst fucking nightmare. The choice is yours. The choice is really yours. So I say all that to say is like, when you telling people these stories about me, Motherfucker, tell them the truth. Tell them, tell them everything. Tell them every fucking thing. Tell them, you know what? I did this, 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 and that. And maybe it registered to Vicky as this, and she reacted like that. Or, you know what? I was dead ass wrong, and I did this, 
And she responded in this way. Because I think people think that because you're nice all the time, regardless of how direct I may be, that I'm nice to you. Even if my heart is good, you may say I'm aggressive or whatever. My heart is in the right place, you know. And I'm nice and I'm caring, I'm loving. But you fail to realize that the moment that you do some shit that Vicky don't like, I'm going to hand you your ass on a platter. And guess what? I'm not going to say sorry about it. I'm not the bitch that's going to be like, oh, I'm sorry that I did that to you. I'm going to be like, you know what? I'm sorry I hurt your feelings. But I meant what I said. And I did it because of this. And this is why the fuck I did it. And I can't go back in the past and change it. So what we doing? We going to get over this? You know what I'm saying? Like, your feelings was hurt. My feelings was hurt. Cool. What we doing? Because I'm not about to sit up here and be like, I'm sorry. I shouldn't have done it to you. I was wrong. I don't think I was wrong. I did that shit because I felt like this. And when you did this, I reacted like this. And you know what? Now I know that you didn't mean it. Or now I know, you know what? We we could do we could do things differently. Now we could talk about it. Whatever the case may be. I don't know. But you just can't assume that people are gonna sit up here and do nothing back to you and kiss your ass. Can't assume that one. You just can't you can't assume that, honey. Cause if you're looking for a bitch that's gonna not do nothing back, you're looking for a bitch. Hmm. Mm-hmm. What will Big Baker say? No, I'm not going to relax. <laughs> I'm going to get my lip back. <laughs> Period. Period. That's just what it is. Now, my thing is, back to the girl that said I was a, a horrible friend. We're going to take it back to my ex. That girl didn't tell the whole truth. She didn't tell the truth that she witnessed something that I did, and she didn't like it, to an old friend of mine. But she never told what the old friend of mine did to me. The old friend of mine was dating um, my male best friend. And she was cheating on my male best friend. And I caught her ass. And she tried to play my male best friend out. And I told him. I said, this girl did this. She cheated on your ass. I seen blah, 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 blah. You put me in an uncomfortable position, bitch. You can't expect me, when my loyalty lies with him, not to tell him. You get what I'm saying? So when I said that, the girl then went to Twitter, and was like, oh, yeah, I think you always was feeling your best friend, that's why you believe anything she say, and da-da-da-da, and was indirectly talking shit about me on Twitter, and I tweeted back and said, I'm gonna see you, you feel me, when I, when we see each other, is when we see each other, just know I'm gonna see you, so when I see the bitch, ran down on the bitch, that's the part that the friend who said, I'll to be careful, I'm not a good friend, seen, See me ran down on her and she seen me in a whole nother light, but did not know what caused me to be that way. She just seen the evil part of Vicky and was like, that was once her friend. Why did she react like that? But what the fuck did the bitch do to me? <laughs> because guess what? I'll tell you one thing. I feel like people who genuinely care about you, they're going to address their issues. Okay. It's time to address your issue. People who really care about you will address their motherfucking issue. And like I said, this is just a regular girl's chat. I don't know where we're going with this today. But the same thing goes for my ex. If he felt some type of way about me getting an abortion, if he felt some type of way about me doing tarot cards, if he felt some type of way about me saying I'm not going to date you and you ain't got shit, you need to get on your shit, if you don't get a car in six months, I'm out. If he felt some type of way about me trying to motivate him to do better, if he felt some type of way about anything, you know, um, about me choosing about me choosing my podcast over a baby. These are things you should have addressed with me. But when you go and you and you react negatively um to me instead of addressing your issue, or you go and you tell other people, then you're the bitch. You're the coward. You're the clown in the song. And you're the clown in the story now. You get what I'm saying? And in my eyes, you're not really my friend. Because a real friend is going to address the issue. And I don't care how many times. You know what? I'm going to not say how many times. But I'm going to say this. If you if you bring it up once and I say some shit like, well, you know, I'm sorry you feel that way. But I, this is why I said what I said. I meant that shit. Whatever it can be. 
and you still feel some type of way, and you don't come back and say, you know what, that shit just don't sit right with me, and this is how I'm move, then you a clown. When you go and tell other people shit instead of dealing with me accordingly, then you were never really my friend. You were never really my nigga. You was never really genuinely somebody for me. Because when people do shit that I don't like, oh, I address my issue. Especially if it's a friend. Now, if you if you a random bitch on the street, bitch, I'm going to just piss you the fuck off. Like, if I know a bitch on the street don't like me or whatever he would be, I'm going to just aggravate you every chance I get. Just because I know you don't like me. And not aggravate you, like, just be mean to you. Like, I'm going to be, good morning, how are you? You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm that type of bitch. But as for, like, if I have a homegirl and she did some shit that just don't feel right with me, with my soul, I'm going to address that shit. You feel me? And I don't care if I really care about you. I don't care how many times I got to address it. I'm going to make sure you know that I don't like this shit. I don't want you to do that. And I'm not feeling it. You know what I mean? And what's the outcome going to be? I'm solution-based. What are we going to do next? You feel me? We're going to fix this or we're not going to go our separate ways. But when you just don't say nothing and you just get to talking shit or you just start moving funny, like going on social media like old girl from Twitter, you were never my friend. You know what I mean? Like, and I don't feel bad about that. Like I said, you could paint me out to be the villain. I'm going to paint you out to be a clown because that's some clown shit. So him having people... Knowing these things about me that I never even fucking knew that he said about me or had a problem with. It's just crazy. You get what I'm saying? So it's like, you ain't really care about me. You a clown ass nigga and that's just what the fuck it's gonna be. You know? That's just what it is. So, I don't know where I'm going with this. But I'll say that I feel like you gotta leave people in your past. That's the lesson of the day. Leave motherfuckers in the past. Period. Point blank. Leave motherfuckers. If, if somebody, if you had to cut somebody off, leave their ass there. Period. Point blank. And if somebody decided they wanted to cut you off and leave, leave their ass right there too. Ain't no thing. Ain't no take backs, bitch. Hold that. You know what I'm saying? Like that's just where I'm at in life. Like because all you do is if all you doing is when you take them back or you let them back in your world or whatever the case may be, all you doing is is poking at as scabs and wounds you get what i'm saying like shit that you ain't y'all never really addressed the issue you ain't really heal from it and it, especially if it hurts you you just you poking back at it you get what i'm saying so it's like nah i'm good you know what i'm saying and I, that like vice versa like you feel me that's for anybody like if if me and him if i was the villain in his story and he really felt that way like let's say i really did some cruddy ass shit and you and he felt that way don't let me back in like don't let me back in because you just going to be picking out old wounds. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you leave or if somebody want to leave out your life, let them go. And let them stand on that shit. You draw a line in the motherfucker saying, bitch, you pick your side and you don't cross that bitch. Okay? Period. That's how I feel. But I also want to say, too, and this is just a random thought, but be careful what bridges you burn. Because some bridges you can't come back from. Once the bridge is burnt, bitch, it's no other way to swim across. Y'all ain't going to never be the same again. That's that. That is that. You know what I'm saying? So, mm-mm. see, because you got to learn that if you care about somebody, you got to address it. Like him telling other people how he felt, this, this, and that, that's burning the bridge. You get what I'm saying? That's better than Britney. At least on my end, you know. That's how I feel. And that's probably why a lot of people just... I don't know. I don't know why I'm going with this. But anyways, I'm wrapping this up because I'm going on 48 minutes. And, you know, I'll be talking, bitch, because I like to talk. <laughs> but put in the comments what y'all think and what y'all want me to talk about. Like, shit, do you want to touch on... I don't know. Like, I feel like we've been in a relationship world too damn long. Like, I'm ready to get the fuck out. Especially because, one, I ain't gonna lie to y'all. I'm so over niggas. <laughs> like, all jokes aside, like, I really am. Like, and it's not like I don't like men. Oh, I love me some men, honey. I'm not gonna lie to you. But I'm just not. Yeah. Like, I be one a nigga for one night. I be wanting a nigga for just one night, bro. One night only. One night only. 
okay? And what I mean by that is not a one-night stand, but, like, I want to go out, catch a vibe, meet a guy, we get along, and he just my nigga for the night. He paid for all my shit for that night. We dancing each other for that night. You know, we butterflies, we flirting for that night. And then once the night is over, you do you and I do me. Because getting attached ain't getting nowhere. Because these niggas don't last past six months. I mean, you know what I'm saying? And maybe it's me. I don't fucking know. Who knows? Who cares at this point? But I just feel like... I just want to nigga for real. When I have the, the best vibe you have with a man, bro, this might be getting off track. Like I said, maybe just call it girls chat. Maybe this episode will be called just girls chat. I don't fucking know. You know, maybe we should start doing that. Just having girls chat. Because you know what? This girl the other day. Well, this was a long time ago. I said the other day because it would be fresh in my mind. But, like, last year, I had a girl hit me up. She said, I found your podcast from a YouTuber. Um, the YouTuber, I can't think of her name, but whoever she is, shout out to her girl, okay? I think I hit her up and, and I commented and said, thank you. But she said, I found your podcast from a YouTuber, whatever, right? And um, the YouTuber, when I went to her page to watch her, she was share a podcast, talking about podcast, whatever that she would. She listened to my morning routine. And she said, in her morning, she listened to my podcast in the morning. And um, she said that my podcast is like a girl chat. And um, I said, you know what? She might be on to something. And then y'all always say it's like me talking on the phone. So maybe I'll start doing that. Maybe we'll introduce girls chats into the into the pod where we just, no music playing, just me just talking. And if y'all relate, y'all fucking relate. I don't fucking know. Let me know. Because I, I think it's cool. I like this. This is cool. But anyways, um, where was I going with this? I done got lost. I got to bring it back so I can know where I was going, y'all. I done got lost. Okay, that's where I was going with this. I said the best time that you have with a man is on vacation. Or is it just me? I feel like when I'm on vacation, that is the best times I get with a guy. Why? Because they want to put their best foot forward. They still got their masks on. You're never going to see this nigga again. Who cares? You know what I'm saying? Like, I have the best time ever. What a do when I'm on vacation? When I really think about it, when I went to Atlanta, met old boy or whatever, um, met up old boy or whatever, best time ever. We didn't even go, we didn't even go out to the club. It just was a vibe. Like we didn't even, we was in, we went from my Airbnb to his house. We just, it was just a vibe. Like we on the balcony, we drinking, smoking. I don't smoke, but he was smoking, listening to music, just sitting there and talking to each other. Like it was just a vibe. Like cuddled up, like, you feel me, went out and did the whole little church thing, ate or whatever, got back in the house, cooked dinner, dance, like, it was really just a fucking vibe, like, and that's really what I be just wanting, like, when you on vacation, niggas be a vibe, shit, LA, a vibe, I was out there for a whole fucking week, every day was a vibe with this nigga, because we just was having fun, like, vacations be the best, Florida, met up with, um, P&B Rock, a fucking vibe, bro. Even though he had me ducking from bullets and shit. <laughs> it was a vibe. Like, I feel like I just be one. Just just be my nigga for the night. What the fuck? Be my nigga for the night, honey. What did Neo say? Um, When he did the single girl song? Like, he talking about, I'm just going to be your boyfriend for the day. Just be my boyfriend for the night. That's it. And don't, and don't, and don't be my boyfriend for the night when you be controlling. Because let me tell y'all something. Since we just having a girl chat. I had a nigga for the night of the day, right? <laughs> this sound like I'm written out men, yo. This shit sound crazy. I had a nigga for the night, bro. Let me tell you. <laughs> that shit sound crazy. Um, but no. I had a nigga for the night a couple days ago. Where we went out to the club together or whatever. And um, it was a cool vibe whatever. But just so fucking insecure and controlled. Like, like nigga. Oh, who's that? Who's that guy you talking to? You messing with him? Da, da, da. Oh, why you buy that guy a shot? Like, what the fuck is the problem? Like, that's my friend. He in here. I bought him a shot. What's the issue? Oh, you like my homeboy? I see you looking at him. You checking my homeboy out. You want, you want to talk to my homeboy? This is not said. Yo, I didn't even say nothing to your homeboy. It's the way you was looking at him. What are you talking about the way I was looking at him? What are you talking about? Like, if you're going to be my nigga for the night, be secure for the night. You feel me? And don't be breathing down my motherfucking neck, bitch. Because that's what I'm trying to avoid. The feel of a relationship. Can we talk about it? Oh, my God. Can we talk about it? I don't want the seriousness of a relationship anymore. 
Like, relationships have gotten too motherfucking serious for me, and I don't have time. <laughs> Girl, I'm oh so serious. Relationships have gotten too fucking serious, bro. Like, like it's becoming a job. It's becoming a chore, like a fucking a fucking chore. Like it's becoming a duty. It's becoming too much. It's becoming too much. Like I remember the days. Like sometimes I be wanting to go back to when I was young, and I was living with my mama, and I was dating. And them niggas had jobs, but it could be, like, McDonald's or some shit. And there just was no real, like, I be wanting to go back to the back of the days where it was just, like, just chilling. Like, what the fuck? Like, don't get me wrong. I like to go out on dates, and I like to have fun like that. And I feel like as adults, we should still be able to have that vibe that we had as a kid. And But it should be, like, 10 plus 4 because now we got money, nigga. You get what I'm saying? I don't know if I'm making any sense, but, like, peep me. All right, cool. It's these two dudes back in Jersey where I had the best vibes ever with these two dudes. Like, ever. Like, ever. My my first love. And then the other guy, we gonna call him... What are we gonna call him? We can call him Shake. That's what we gonna call him. Um, and, of course, they hood niggas. Um, it is what it is. Um, <laughs> But my first love was so much fucking fun, boy. And the reason why he was so much fun is because first thing first is we ain't had no real responsibilities. Well, at least I did. He had a house, though. He did have a house. He was paying mortgage, shut out. He was in college. But you know what? He had lived like he ain't have a fucking care in the world, bitch. We had the most fucking, like, I'm trying to tell you. Let me tell you why it was so fun. You pull up to this nigga house. You know we young. He in college. It's it's a party at the house. P- people in the house, they they living a life. You feel me? They drinking, they smoking. It's it's no no extra. Nobody's complaining about shit. Niggas is just it's just a vibe. We playing cards, dominoes, whatever. We just chilling. Like I miss those days. You feel me? Me and him just drinking our motherfucking henny and just chilling. Like it was so much fun. My first like we would stay up. And listen to R&B all day long. And just sing Jodeci Top, Rose Get Dry. I could just lay on his chest and listen to R&B music and just, you know what I'm saying? He was like, oh my God, like those were the best times ever. Like, we probably went out and we ain't even going to weeks. We, we had Red Lobster and shit, eating biscuits and shit. Like, chill. You know, we go to a backyard party, little cookout or whatever. And we just vibing. Like, those were the days. Like, those were the days. You get what I'm saying? Like, those were the days that you had to... Man, meet me at the park, nigga. We had the park eating ice cream and pizza, nigga. We just chilling and we just laughing. We just laughing. We just having fun. We ain't, It ain't no... So what are we doing? We just having the time of our fucking life. Just enjoying each other's company. No extra crazy shit. Like, that's the... Tw- like, I had the most fun on first. Then, the second guy, Shake. Shake was so much fun. You know why? Because Shake would be like, call you randomly. Where you at? I'm in the house. I'm not come get you. Where the niggas at that say, I'm about to come get you. Be dressed. I'm about to come get you. Oh, shit. Say last nigga. The fuck? Niggas don't do that no more. They, can I come over? It ain't no let me come get you no more. It's the, can I come over? No, bitch. You can't come the fuck over because you want to get the fuck out your house or because you just trying to fuck. You ain't, no, you can't come the fuck over, bro. Like, that shit is annoying. Shake used to be like, what you doing? I ain't doing shit. Oh, I'm about to come pick you up. Pick me up. Get in the car. Bitch, you know when you get in that car, you know hood niggas treat you the best sometimes, okay? Now, you know, you might get shot and it might be the death of you. But as for fun, hood niggas have the most fun, okay? You get in the car, you already know. He got the motherfucking chicken wings in the car, bitch. <laughs> he got the chicken wings in the car. He got you a can of thought juice or some wine. And you just in a car, and y'all talking. He say, yo, let's go to the park. Y'all pull up to the park. Y'all eating. Y'all laughing. It's like, it's like so chill. Like, it's so fucking chill. Then he get a call from his homeboy. And he like, oh, y'all got to bust this move. You trying to come with me? Cool. Ain't no problem. You get in the car. You about to go ahead and go bust what, whatever move it is. You young. You not thinking this nigga selling drugs. You don't know what the fuck this nigga do. You don't even care. You just have to be out the house. He go in, and then back in the day, niggas was respectful. Niggas nowadays, they think it's cute to show you guns and drugs and do all this crazy shit in front of you. Back in the day, niggas ain't do that shit. 
you know, and I know I'm, I'm realizing I'm old now because apparently I'm a 90s baby, which I already knew, but millennials are getting old. Made all their story. He pulled up to bust a move his friend house, but he was respect. Men back then was respect. You know what they do? They get the fuck out of the car. They go to walk to their homeboy. The homeboy and them take a mini walk down the street, and they do whatever they doing. They talk whatever they talking about. He get in the car, and that's that. You don't even know what the fuck they was talking about. What the fuck they was doing? You don't do it on that You ain't seen shit. You ain't know shit. Okay. Nowadays, you get in the car, nigga, that's a hood nigga, he's selling drugs, he's selling them drugs, he put his hand out the car, he doing that little fake ass shake, like he, he wants you to know he's selling drugs, he wants you to know he, man, back in the day, they ain't want you to know that shit, you don't even know niggas is out here selling that white, white, you don't know nothing, you just vibing, like, you know what I mean, just vibing, the only time niggas actually, and first of all, and back then, men, homeboys had respect, they wasn't speaking to you, they knew not to fucking talk to you, it was nothing to talk about, unless it was his best friend, his best friend, you knew the best friend. You pull up to the best friend house, y'all outside on the porch, drinking your motherfucking teleport. You feel me? And you you the cutest bitch up. And you when you in the hood, you the cutest bitch on the block. Everybody wants you. Hood niggas treat you like princess. When we go get you some chicken wings from the ambassadors, you want some thigh juice? You want some teleport? What you want? You want a mouth? Like, hood niggas give you what the fuck you want. Take you what the fuck you want. They enjoy your life with you. You have fun. But I say all that to say that I miss those days. Like, the days where everything was easy peasy, lemon squeezy. We just vibing with each other. It's not no, why you looking at that nigga? Like, nowadays, we got so many trust issues. It's crazy. We ain't had that shit back in the day. Like, all the trust issues, everybody thinking you fucking this person, you fucking that person, da 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 Everybody worried about a nigga pulling up on them, shooting them. Oh, you got a baby daddy. Your baby daddy gonna come. Your baby mama gonna wanna fight me. Like, we ain't had them problems back in the day. It was so fucking chill. It was so chill. Niggas was just vibing. Just vibing. Nothing extra. Just about that don't happen no more. Okay, it don't happen no more. Nowadays, everybody just got these rules on how you supposed to be. Niggas is just doing too much. Like it's just doing. Niggas gotta complain about you. You hanging out with nigga, he wanna bring up motherfucking Kevin saying he's a fresh fit and this, this, and that. Wanna start arguing with you, having a debate with you. Blah, blah. Everybody get that relationship guru. Like damn, what the fuck? Like we're having to just vibes. Where's the vibes at? And I want the vibes that don't get me shot. Because don't get me wrong. At my core, <laughs> at my core, I'm a hood bitch. <laughs> and when I say a hood bitch, now a hood bitch and a street bitch is different. I'm not out here getting a shake and beating bitches' asses. That's not me. But I'm from the hood. So that's my core, I'm a hood bitch, okay? I like me some ambassador chicken wings, okay? With a little bit of hot sauce on the side of some ranch. And a margarita can we call thought juice, okay? I like that in a charger with my nigga doing donuts. You feel me? I'm still that bitch at my core. But because now we're older, it's like, we can go do shit. You know what I mean? Like, now when we, as we're older now, we should be doing other things. Like, you know, when we were younger, we could only go to the park and do certain shit. I think the best time you ever felt like you was doing something when you was younger was, oh, you know, a late night beach. Even that is a vibe. You don't have that no more. You don't have a nigga pick you up and be like, yo, let's go to the beach real quick. Late night. He got a bottle. You feel me? He playing some smooth R&B. You know what I'm saying? Baby face on the radio. Y'all pull up to the late night beach. You know what I'm saying? You put your, you put your feet in the sand. Y'all just sitting there talking at you. He's trying to spit a whole bunch of sweet nothings in your ear. You know? Holding your hand. Y'all writing your names in the sand. Like, where is that vibe at? Niggas be too too pressed to do anything just to fuck, not being their authentic self. And niggas also be on some shit where it's like, they so worried about the next nigga. They in competition with the next nigga. Worry about how, how they look and this, this, and that. And they don't want you talking to niggas. It's just too much. It's too fucking much. So I say, I say that the last nigga I had for one day, he was too fucking controlling. To the point I told myself, I don't ever want to go out with you again because you can't handle the fact that I'm a pretty girl. And one thing I'm not going to do is be with somebody where I feel like I can't breathe, I can't speak, I can't blink at a nigga. Because that's not me. I'm very friendly. Like, I'm friendly. Like, I'm not, I'm the type of bitch that if I got a section, if I'm in the section and I go to the bar just to get a shot or whatever the fuck, maybe walk past the bathroom and I start vibing with some bitches, I'm going to come to my section. Like, come on, come on. My, you, you, that's your girlfriend? 
that's your nigga. Okay, cool. Come to my, my section. We want we want to take some shots and whatever. Like that's the type of person. I, I'm a very friendly person. Like I be trying to have fun. I don't act funny. I'm not acting stuck up. Like I just want to have a good time. That's just what it is. I don't want a nigga around me. Like why are you talking to that girl? Like you damn. You even think I'm a fucking bitch? Like you know what I'm saying? I don't want a nigga like oh that man was staring at you or or that dude walk yo this nigga this dude walked up to me and asked my number and the guy said. Are you, are, he said, who you here with? I said, my friend, because me and the guy, me and the guy was here with me, because we weren't together. He said, oh, so you're not here with your boyfriend? I said, no, I'm here with my friend. He said, oh, well, I'll be if I get your number. I said, nah, I don't, I don't give out a number like that. I said, if you're going to be at Club 10, I'll see you at Club 10. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you're going to be at the club, I'll see you at the club, whatever. And the dude that I came with, he walked up, and he just grabbed me, like, and I'm like, what the fuck? So I start walking with him, and he's like, come on, we leaving. Then we get in the car, like, that dude was trying to get your number, and you sitting there talking to him. Because I'm a nice person, but I know how to say no. I know how to say I'm not interested. I know I know not to give a nigga my number if I don't want to. You get what I'm saying? But when you act like that, you're making me feel like I'm in a relationship that, that I'm not in. And I just don't want the responsibility. You know what I'm saying? Like, I just don't. I don't want the extra shit that come with it because niggas be doing too much. Mm-mm-mm. Niggas be doing too much. I'm sorry. But anyways, I'm closing this shit out. I think I am. I'm on an hour. This was a nice little girl's chat. And I ain't really ain't even drink my wine because that shit's so bitter. But as always, ladies, keep it quiet shit. I look forward to hearing from you guys next time. Later.